Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Welcome to Aaron Menke's Cabinet of Curiosities, a production of iHeartRadio and Grim and Mild. Our world is full of the unexplainable. And if history is an open book, all of these amazing tales are right there on display, just waiting for us to explore. Welcome to the Cabinet of Curiosities. It's a nightly ritual for pretty much everyone. Check your phone or your alarm clock to make sure that it's set to wake you up in time for you to make it to school or work. After all, we have places to be and things to do, right? But what about the world before alarm clocks, in places where roosters weren't exactly cockadoodle doing their job to wake us up with the sun? How did everyone make it to work on time back then? Well, the answer to that question lies with a long-forgotten occupation and with one of the biggest names in that field. Generally speaking, to be the muse of someone's picture book, you had to have done something pretty noteworthy, something perhaps inspiring or educational, or unlike anything anyone else had done before. And for the most part, you could say all of those things about Mary Smith, a Londoner who did something pretty remarkable between 1901 and 1918. Mary was a knocker-upper, whose job description can probably be inferred from the title. Generally, they would go door-to-door throughout London, making sure people were up in time for work, sort of like a living alarm clock. And each knocker-upper had their own territory, a lot like a paperboy would today. Mary Smith, however, was something of an innovator. You see, knocker-uppers used to, well, knock on doors in the morning. But the populace complained that morning door knocks were just too frightening, too startling. It bothered the kids, they said. So the knocker-uppers looked for new ways to do their job. Some used a long stick, often 10 to 15 feet long. Rather than rap on the door, the knocker-upper would use that long pole to tap on the bedroom window of the person inside because apparently a tap on the second-floor bedroom window is a lot less frightening than a knock at the front door. But Mary Smith did something else, something that sounds rather fun, actually. Instead of knocking on doors or tapping on windows with long sticks, Mary Smith used something with a much farther reach, a pea shooter. So much like the kids in lunchrooms firing spitwads with a straw, Mary would fire hardened peas at the windows of those she was hired to wake. It's the stuff of picture books. The story of Mary Smith, who goes about her territory in East London, waking customers who paid her roughly six pence a week, earning her keep one pea at a time. And if you want to know just how important knocker-upping was at the time, consider that Robert Paul, the man who was one of the first to discover Jack the Ripper's first victim, on reporting his findings to the police, was told that it should in no way interfere with Robert's knocker-upper duties. After all, what is the most notorious killer in the world? compared to the fears of missing work. As time often does, this particular profession faded away. By the 1940s and 50s, there were very few knocker-uppers left in London. As electricity spread, 
Along with more affordable alarm clocks, a century-old profession had walked its final steps, tapped its last windows, and fired its last peas. Despite being passed down from generation to generation, there just wasn't any need for them anymore. But Mary Smith's legacy lived on for a while. She made such an impact with her profession that her daughter followed in her footsteps, literally and figuratively. Her daughter, also named Mary, would be one of the last knocker-uppers in London. So the next time your alarm buzzes or your favorite song wakes you up, just imagine. It could be the sound of tapping or the ricocheting of a pea shot by a kindly old woman standing outside on the streets near your home. You know, easy peasy. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! And call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. The military isn't for everyone. The United States Marine Corps even says so much in their recruiting slogan. They are the few, the proud. But war changes people. The danger, that sense that one's life could end in a split second, brings something out in a soldier. 
In April of 1942, a number of Polish soldiers had just been released from Soviet prison camps. They were traveling through Iran on their way to Alexandria, Egypt, where they would board ships back to Europe to assist the Allies. It was during this journey when they met a young Iranian boy and his friend. The soldiers would have passed them by, but one of the civilians traveling with them saw something special in the boy's friend. She thought it best to bring him along, asking one of the lieutenants to help her secure passage for him. No one knew his name, though, and it appeared as though his mother had been killed, so the troops named him Wojtek, meaning joyous soldier or happy warrior. But Wojtek wouldn't eat at first, probably from the stress of losing his mom and now joining up with a bunch of strangers, but they managed to get him to drink condensed milk from an old vodka bottle. Over time, they spoiled him, treating him like one of their own children, perhaps out of a deep-seated longing for the children they had or lost back home. It didn't take long, however, for Wojtek to become one of the guys. When offered a cigarette, he would take a drag. They also gave him beer, and he would drink it all and then stare down at the opening of the bottle looking for more. The soldiers didn't only feed him garbage, though. He ate fruits, honey, marmalade, and syrups as well. And in the morning, they'd give him coffee, which he very much enjoyed. At night, he would snuggle up with the soldiers to keep warm, and during the day, they'd play and wrestle together to pass the time. Wojtek quickly assimilated to military life and wanted to do everything his older friends were doing. As he grew, he would stand tall and salute them. He even learned how to turn on the communal showers, although that got him in trouble because they were rationing water at the time. After reaching Egypt, the men traveled to Italy to fight alongside the British. There was just one problem, though. Wojtek wasn't allowed to go with them, as he wasn't a soldier. Unwilling to let him go, they drafted him into the Polish army, where he became an official member of the 22nd Artillery Supply Company. Private Wojtek had his own serial number and rank, as well as a paybook in which he could document his rate of pay and other important details during his time in the military. And he quickly proved himself to be an essential asset to the war, demonstrating his utility at the Battle of Monte Cassino in 1944. He was only a few years old, but he had ballooned to a whopping 200 pounds. At his size, he was able to carry crates of artillery shells weighing 100 pounds each. In fact, he was so strong, he could lift ammo boxes that normally required three or four men to handle, moving them with ease to wherever they needed to go. And his service during Monte Cassino helped him achieve the rank of corporal. He was a hero to his fellow soldiers and everyone back in Poland, so much so that the 22nd Artillery Support Company changed their insignia to an image of Wojtek carrying an ammo shell. Sadly, he passed away in 1963, but he was honored with statues all over Poland as well as in Scotland where he was stationed briefly. But if you visit the statues expecting to see the metal effigy of a large, war-ravaged child, you'd be mistaken. Wojtek wasn't a person, you see. He was a bear. I hope you've enjoyed today's guided tour of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or learn more about the show by visiting curiositiespodcast.com. This show was created by me, Aaron Mankey, in partnership with How Stuff Works. I make another award-winning show called Lore, which is a podcast, book series, and television show. And you can learn all about it over at theworldoflore.com. And until next time, stay curious. Thank you.